This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, no, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, July the 18th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast. Give you everything in the world of professional wrestling regarding the news and the storylines. Headlines is available anywhere podcasts are made available. It's a free daily podcast that scours all of the wrestling websites and social media platforms to give you a comprehensive breakdown of everything that's going on in the world of wrestling so you can get back to your day. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's Let's get to the headlines. Starting off with e-wrestling news, we're talking a little Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin issues statement on his arrest, reports and admits that he was in fact detained. Now over the weekend it was reported that Michael Elgin missed two pro wrestling NOAA events July the 9th and the 10th after he was arrested for stealing protein powder in Japan. Now the original report came from Bodyslam.net who said that he was still in jail after the initial arrest. Elgin would later take to Twitter to denounce the report saying that he wasn't charged with anything he was not facing deportation either. Additionally, he also announced that he was sitting in first class on a scheduled flight back to the United States. Elgin has since posted this on his Facebook page to issue a statement on everything that went down as far as his perspective. The former Ring of Honor star said that he did in fact miss the two pro wrestling Noah shows because he was being questioned by police. Now, he doesn't really reveal the exact details of why that all happened, but he did admit that he was in fact detained. Now, for more information on everything that's happening with Michael Elgin, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on E Wrestling News. 
Continuing on with the headlines from E-Wrestling News, many stars in the world of wrestling are reacting right now to the news of Ric Flair's final opponent. Many people in the wrestling world have been wondering with bated breath what's going to be happening with Ric Flair. Now, it was originally reported it was supposed to be FTR and the Rock and Roll Express that were going to be involved, but some things had obviously changed. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour, the competitor has finally been revealed for Ric Flair's final match. It's official. The competitors for Ric Flair's final match have now been announced. During the episode two of Ric Flair's last match documentary series, which is airing on YouTube and on Twitter, it was announced that Flair will team up with Andrade El Idolo to face off against Jeff Jarrett, former member of the Horseman, and Jay Lethal with Karen Jarrett in their corner. The match will now officially take place on July the 31st at StarCast 5. In the video, which is seen on social media, the Nature Boy Ric Flair was at the press conference as shown. Now, following the presser, Flair heads to his car and is confronted by Jay Lethal. Lethal wasn't pleased that he did not get invited to the press conference, saying he feels used by Flair when the two men have been training together. Now, at this point, Lethal attacks Ric Flair. Jeff Jarrett comes eventually to help out, but then turns on Flair to help out Jay Lethal. With more information on all of this, continue following ERS wrestling news as they will have more information about everything regarding the last match of Ric Flair's career which will be happening at StarCast 5 on July the 31st. Ryan Clark is also writing this hour, Eddie Kingston. Well, Eddie Kingston could care less about AEW Shark Week merging. Eddie Kingston is focused on his barbed wire everything match that will be taking this place week on Dynamite against Chris Jericho. He said he doesn't really care about Shark Week crossover when it comes to that in professional wrestling. During an interview with TV Insider to promote this week's episode of Dynamite, Kingston commented on what he's planning to do to Jericho during the bout, and if there is such thing as too many gimmick matches in wrestling. There are so many things that Kingston had mentioned, but this is what he said about the crossover. And I quote, I don't care about Shark Week. I just want to fight Jericho. I want whatever the company needs. I will do whatever they want. That is where my synergy comes from. I don't care if it's a shark cage or a dog cage. I just want to fight Jericho and throw him through as much barbed wire. Now, in his desire for a barbed wire everywhere match, he would also go on to say, a spiderwebbed barbed wire bed match. I would like to wrap him up in barbed wire around the ring ropes if I had my way. There would be more weapons for me to hunt Chris and hurt him with. There'd be barbed wire all over the ring bell. Let's put barbed wire on the microphone. Let's put barbed wire on a baseball bat. Wherever I can hit him would be great. Now, on if there's too many gimmick matches right now in pro wrestling, specifically referring to how this match is being received by many critics, he would go on to say, My thing is, I don't call it a gimmick match. I just call them fights. This is a fight, and I like fights. I don't care if there's a whole lot of gimmick matches out there, as long as the people are into it and they have a reason, and the two combatants have a legit beef. Let's just do it. Let's not throw people into matches just for no reason, but let's make sure we're entertaining. For more information about Eddie Kingston, follow Ryan Clark as he will give you more information on the upcoming match this coming week's on Dynamite with the Barbed Wire Everywhere match. 
Alexa Bliss is making news right now. Joshua Jones is writing at this hour. Alexa Bliss is giving a lot of props to Liv Morgan for her win at Money in the Bank. The wrestling world is still stunned after Liv Morgan successfully cashed in her Money in the Bank briefcase to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, after years of being on the WWE main roster, Morgan realized her lifelong dream of becoming a WWE champion. The person who praised the new champ is former WWE Women's Champion Alexa Bliss. The goddess, who has also competed in this year's Money in the Bank ladder match, said that no one else deserved the win more than Morgan. Bliss spoke to Metro about Morgan's journey so far in WWE. She said, and I quote, She deserves it. She deserves to be in that spot she's in now, Bliss said. She was training and she worked so hard. She worked her butt off and is very passionate and loves what she does. So, this is her time. For more information on everything about Liv Morgan becoming the new champion, continue following Joshua Jones over on eWrestling News and he will give you more information. David Esposito is writing in this hour. Jim Ross talks Lesnar and Jericho signings and then Vince's reaction. Jim Ross was a man who initially signed Brock Lesnar to WWE. Now recently, JR recalled Vince McMahon's reaction to Lesnar's contract on the latest episode of Grilling JR podcast. Good old JR reminisced about McMahon being pissed when he found that Lesnar had been signed for $250,000 a year. Now, here are some of the comments. His reaction over being signed to 250000 I got to the point where Vince allowed me to sign people. I had no clue who John Cena was. Neither did he. When I told him I was going to pay Brock Lesnar, he looked at me as if I was insane, and he was pissed because he think my offer to Lesnar for signing him was 250000 I think The Rock got a million, but that's the deal. That's what I paid him. You have to pay your performers as far as their performance goes, and much sooner or later, those guys will be blowing those numbers out of the water. Now, on signing Chris Jericho, this is what he had to say. Same storyline when I got Chris Jericho. I paid him less than in WCW just when he entered, and he got in here, and it just made sense. I had to sign him for less money, and I told him that. If you're as good as you think you are, you're going to do all right. He was soon going to be making seven figures, and he made that every year since. With more information on Vince McMahon's reaction to Jim Ross signing different wrestlers at prices that maybe Vince might not have himself, continue following David Esposito on eWrestling News, and there will be more information. Joshua Jones is writing at this hour, Bobby Heenan's wife unfortunately passes away. The wife of late WWE Hall of Famer Bobby Heenan has officially passed away. WWE Hall of Famer Bobby the Brain Heenan left behind an incredible legacy in pro wrestling. Considered by many to be the greatest manager of all time, Heenan was adored by his witty commentary, his personality, and it showed on screen. The wrestling legend died at the age of 72 back in 2017. Mike Tenet announced on social media that Heenan's wife, Cindy Heenan, passed away on Monday. Cindy was married to the Hall of Famer from 1978 all the way to his passing in 2017. Tanae would write the following, Sorry to report the passing of Cindy Heenan, an incredible wife, mother, and grandmother. Her devotion and support to Bobby was unparalleled. Survived by daughter Jess, son-in-law John, and grandkids Austin and Hannah, our times with them were the happiest and the most memorable. If you'd like to find out more about the sad passing, 
passing of Bobby the Brain Heenan's wife. Continue following Mike Tanay on social media. Continue following Joshua Jones and E Wrestling News. Jimmy Corderas reacts to Jeff Jarrett being the guest referee at this year's WWE SummerSlam. WWE alums and former referee Jimmy Corderas shared his thoughts on Jeff Jarrett being a guest referee at SummerSlam this year. Now, as previously reported on E Wrestling News, Jarrett will be officiating the undisputed tag team title match between the Usos and the Street Profits following Adam Pierce's announcement that Jarrett would be the guest referee on this past week of SmackDown. Corderas shared his thoughts on Twitter. He went on to say this. On Friday, we found out who is going to be the special guest referee for the Unified Tag Team Championships at SummerSlam between the Usos and the Street Profits. It's going to be none other than Double J Jeff Jarrett. And a lot of people say, wow, that caught me off guard. Exactly, as if it was unexpected. I was kind of hoping for a Sami Zayn because that would have made it a lot more interesting. But at the same time, I guess it's all about keeping people guessing. For more information on this, continue following E-Wrestling News and David Esposito as they will give you more information on everything as it comes up. Joshua Jones is also writing at this hour, longtime WWE critic Phil Mushnick slams Peter Rosenberg. One person who writes for the New York Post doesn't have nice things to say about WWE's Peter Rosenberg. American radio talk show host Peter Rosenberg announced that he signed a deal with WWE in 2020. Now the host of the YouTube series Wrestling with Rosenberg made his first appearance as a panelist at TLC pay-per-view in 2016, and he's continued to be a prevalent voice on all WWE pre-show shows. Now, Rosenberg has been the focus of longtime critic WWE Phil Mushnick in a column for the New York Post published on July the 16th. Mushnick slammed Rosenberg for his connections with the company, admits the allegations that Vince McMahon has been involved in. The outspoken critic also took aim at Rosenberg's non-WWE related activities. This is what Mushnick wrote, and I quote, Having now given his name and voice to endorse and promote a gambling operation targeting young suckers, Peter Rosenberg, panelist on the Michael K. ESPN radio show, has completed the Triple Crown for adults with no scruples. For more information on Peter Rosenberg and Phil Mushnick, continue to follow E-Wrestling News, and Joshua Jones has more on this developing story. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Mark Henry discusses the shoot fight he had with Brock Lesnar in WWE. AEW star Mark Henry recently spoke with Bill Apter of Sports Key to discuss the shoot fight between Brock Lesnar and the two men were working together during their time in Ohio Valley Wrestling. Additionally, Henry revealed that he used to test the trainees in OVW. Now, here are some of the highlights on how he used to test the trainees. He would go on to say in a quote, I used to do the final exam. It finally came to the time where Brock was in there. I was like, today's the day. Let's go. On how he think anyone could stop him during that time. He would go on to say, I don't think karate worked. I mean, I'll work it sometimes, but it depends on their size. But I mean, trying to put me in a chokehold or trying to kick me, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. I felt like if you pulled out a gun, it wouldn't have killed me. It probably would have, but it would take more than one shot. Now, on how Brock Lesnar hyperextended his knee, he would go on to say, so now Brock is about six feet away from me. I knew in my heart that he couldn't get to me. He was going to have to get closer, but I was wrong. He put both hands behind my ankle and my shoulders were on my knee, and I hyperextended it. For more information on this, continue following E-Wrestling news as Ryan Clark will have this developing story about what happened between the two for Brock Lesnar's 
final match. Now, WWE former star Keith Lee shares a message about life and about how not everything is about being fair. Joshua Jones is writing, Keith Lee believes life will always have its ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster several months for Keith Lee. The former WWE star was released from the company in November and then arrived three months later in AEW on February the 9th. He would form a tag team with fellow WWE alum Swerve Strickland, and the two now are the AEW Tag Team Champions as they defeated the Young Bucks at Fighter Fest in a triple threat match. Now, despite all of his recent successes, Lee still believes the battle isn't over. The tag team champ has struggled with COVID and referenced his friend's battle with stage four colon cancer after his post-tag team championship win on Dynamite. Now, the star is calling for everyone not to take life for granted. He would go on to say this, life is not always fair. Life is not always friendly. There will be times when you need to get grit in your teeth and walk through the waves. And then there will be times when you must fight back. Let's all do what we must. Forward March. For more information on Keith Lee, Joshua Jones has his article trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. David Esposito is writing at this hour that Usos hit a milestone and more information about Liv Morgan. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso, have now held the SmackDown Tag Team titles for a full calendar year. The team won the titles from Ray and Dominic Mysterio at Money in the Bank last year on July the 18th, 2021. The Usos are currently the undisputed tag team champions as they now also hold the Raw tag team titles, which they won on the May 20th edition of SmackDown. The Usos will be defending their undisputed tag team titles at SummerSlam against the Street Profits. Now also in additional news, WWE following posted the following video looking at the five unbelievable moments of Liv Morgan. If you'd like to find that out, follow WWE on all forms of social media as you will be able to see the incredible video. Continuing on in the news, Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. News on Becky Lynch, The Miz, Seth Rollins, Maurice, Bobby Lashley, and so many more stars. More episodes of WWF Superstars have now been added to the WWE Network and Peacock. WWE Superstar Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins will be the next guests on the G4 Arena that will be released at the end of the month. You can check out the latest edition of WWE Canvas to Canvas, and the episodes will feature some artwork for Bobby Lashley as well. Now, with more information on all of this, continue to follow Ryan Clark, and he will give you more information. Ryan Clark's also writing in this hour for E-Wrestling News. Kurt Angle says his storyline with Jason Jordan was a racially motivated rib that was by Vince McMahon. During the latest edition of the Kurt Angle Show podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle commented on the controversial storyline back in 2018 where he was revealed that he was the real father of Jason Jordan. Now, Jordan would end up suffering a neck injury and retire from in-ring wrestling, so the storyline was eventually dropped. Jordan now works as a top backstage producer in WWE. Kurt Angle says the storyline was racially motivated rib from Vince McMahon after he found out that Kurt Angle had dated several African-American women in the past. Kurt Angle says the storyline was, in fact, unfortunately racially motivated. Now, on the story and it being a rib, this is what Angle would say. Vince McMahon caught wind that I dated a couple of African-American women in the past, about 17 years ago. He and me had a program we were doing with Booker T and Charmel, where I was stalking Charmel, which is Booker T's wife, and now it's Jason Jordan. Vince likes to take some ribs and then turn them into storylines. He was just that weird and crazy type of a personality. He just wanted to kind of rub it in my face like, hey, I know you had this going on in your life, now we're going to turn it into a storyline. 
he wasn't going to let this thing die and he just kind of kept it going. For more information on what Vince's feelings were with the storyline, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on E! Wrestling News. Ricky Steamboat is making headlines today. Ricky Steamboat is to appear at the next month's NWA tapings. Now, the National Wrestling Alliance sent out a press release earlier today announcing that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat will be appearing at their TV tapings next month in Nashville, Tennessee, and here is the press release. The NWA is so proud to announce that NWA and WWE Hall of Famer Ricky the Dragon Steamboat will be joining us Monday, August 29th at Skyway Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Known for being one of the most genuine people in the wrestling business, both inside and out, Ricky's athleticism won over crowds, while also winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Ric Flair in 1989. A multi-pro wrestling illustrated match of the year award winner, this is your opportunity to meet the legend himself. Limited meet and greet tickets include admission to the TV tapings and are also available at nwatix.com. Make sure you get your information over there right now. With more information on this, Ryan Clark has all of this trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Ryan Clark's also writing about Ring of Honor star Kenny King and how he was upset with the Las Vegas Police Department for how they treated his daughter. Now, Kenny King took to Instagram earlier today to criticize the Las Vegas Police Department for the way they treated his 15-year-old daughter. Now, according to King, his daughter was briefly detained for being mistaken identity. He would write this on social media. Yesterday in Las Vegas, my 15-year-old daughter was falsely detained by law enforcement due to mistaken identity. While I can't understand that might happen to produce something like that. The procedure took place and was extremely unacceptable. The officer who detained her did not attempt to identify her or did not identify himself before placing his hands on her and telling her to put her pants behind her back. Now you can read more about what everything happened and everything that Kenny King had to say by following Ryan Clark as this article is trending over on e-wrestling news brandy rhodes is also making news today brandy rhodes is in the headlines she reveals whether she's planning to continue her in-ring career or not former aew star brandy rose recently spoke with muscle and fitness magazine to discuss her future in pro wrestling business and whether she plans to continue her in-ring career or not now as reported last month on e-wrestling news brandy revealed that she's going to continue to train on a weekly basis and this is what she said and a quote people can connect the dots and say what they will i will tell you this i will be training and getting ready to beat up people as she said laughing just for the hell of it so obviously i do plan on continuing my in-ring career when and where that is yet to be seen but i hope when it does happen everybody is happy and proud now you can follow more about what brandy rhodes's ongoing storyline with ryan clark over on e wrestling news if you're enjoying this podcast remember headlines is your one-stop shop podcast each and every day to give you the headlines of everything that's happening in the world of professional wrestling headline scours the various wrestle media websites and social media platforms to give you the comprehensive details of everything that's happening over right now in the world of wrestling. Whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, or NOAA, E-Wrestling News is making sure we cover everything, and we also cover it here on Headlines. We cover things from Wrestling Inc. as well to make sure that the authors of all these articles get their due credit. On E-Wrestling News, Chris Jericho reveals how scared he was to be swung by Claudio Castanoli on top of the cage. Now, as seen during the Blood and Guts match that took place on AEW Dynamite Several weeks ago, Chris Jericho and Claudio Castanoli fought on top of the cage. Now, at one point during the brawl, Castanoli swung Jericho numerous times in a terrifying moment that fans watched live. During a recent appearance on Inside the Ropes podcast, 
the wizard Chris Jericho said he came up with the idea and the spot. Additionally, he commented on just how scary the move actually ended up being. Now, on the giant swing on the cage, this is what Jericho had to say. Well, it sounds like a broken record, but that was my idea and the reason for it. Okay, Claudio came in and actually went and he and I stood over at the arena for Forbidden Door. We wanted to make sure we heard all the different reactions because I knew people would go nuts for him and they went nuts for him and I was like, hey, they really are into this guy. And once again, we had a chance to build another main event star quickly. What's the best way to do? focus on his strengths. And one of his strengths is his strength. He is so strong. It's unbelievable how strong he is. And I said, we'll have him start. We'll start out with Sammy because Sammy's very dynamic and that will make him look good. And then he can continue through the rest of them. And I had the idea that eventually we would end up on top of the cage. Now, I wouldn't have thought of that again right now, but except it's called blood and guts. We still had a thou we still had thousands of people in the crowd wanting more. And if you remember, because that's the way things were shot at Daly's place, you saw the cage and then basically the wall behind it a big titantron shaped stage you couldn't really get a sense of the massness massiveness of the cage but it still looked cool but what it looked like oh my god you guys it was a sight it was quite a sight if you'd like to find out more about what jericho had to say in his comments about being swung on top of the cage by claudio castanoli continue following e wrestling news as we will have more information the ratings are finally in for aew's rampage this past friday night for the july 15th episode friday night's episode of rampage drew in 400 and 35,000 total viewers. They drew a .14 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49. Now, last week's show had 428,000 with a .15 rating in 18 to 49. The show ranked 11 on cable for that night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers. The episode featured Ring of Honor World Champion Jonathan Gresham versus Lee Moyarty, Hangman Adam Page, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, House of Black, Lucha Brothers, Private Party, and so much more. Now, if you'd like to find out more about what's happening with the ratings, continue following E Wrestling News and Brandon Thurston. The ratings are also in right now for this past Friday night's SmackDown. This past weekend of SmackDown did 2,077,000 viewers on Fox. This is down from the 2.1 million viewers they did a week ago. WWE SmackDown pulled a .47 rating in the key 18 to 49 demo. That's the same as the .47 they did one week ago. Brandon Thurston was reporting these numbers. The show featured Liv Morgan versus Natalya in a non-title championship contenders match, Theory versus Madcap Moss, Angelo Dawkins versus Jimmy Uso, and so much more. For more information on the ratings, continue following E-Wrestling News and Andrew Ravens as he will have more information on this. Ryan Clark is also writing in this hour, Impact Wrestling is returning to Louisville this November for TV tapings. Now, Impact Wrestling will be returning to Louisville, Kentucky in November for a set of TV tapings. The company announced today that Overdrive will be taking place on November the 18th, while Kentucky Chaos will be taking place the following night. Both of those events will be TV tapings that will be held at the Old Forester's Parison Hall. Tickets are currently on sale. For more information on Impact Wrestling, continue following eWrestling News as more ticket information will be coming. Ryan Clark's also writing this hour. Rapper Little Scrappy responds to Baron Black's challenge. Now, as we've seen and been reporting on e-wrestling news, rapper Little Scrappy will be facing off against Baron Black at Battleslam. Now, the TakeOver event, which will take place on July 28th in Atlanta, Georgia. The official account for the promotion posted a video of Little Scrappy where he accepts the challenge. You say what? In yo city. Hey baby, the same is mine. Everybody knows Atlanta's mine, Jack, for real. I mean, we don't know everything, you're a wrestler, baby, and you know what I'm saying? You should be happy that I'm introducing you to my world. You know what I'm saying? And I'm happy to be involved in yours. 
for more information on this match. Continue following eWrestling News as more information will be coming forward. Ryan Clark is writing about Ricky Starks. AEW, AEW star Ricky Starks recently did a virtual signing for KNS WrestleFest where he commented on the situation between MJF and All Elite Wrestling. Additionally, Starks shared his thoughts on many former WWE stars joining the new promotion. Now, there's so many things he said. Specifically on MJF wanting more money in AEW, Starks would say, My opinion on it? He wants more money? Hey, don't we all? I mean, you know people. People are going to do their own things and share their own feelings about their own experiences. Who am I to say he's right? And who to say that I'm wrong? On WWE stars coming to AEW, Stark said this. Well, I mean, you wouldn't turn down a contract offer after you left your company, right? So I don't have any issues with that. It's the idea because it's where they came from. You're automatically better than the rest of the talent that's at your new place. That's just not how it works. And what happens is sometimes you get to these new places with that type of hype and idea, and then you get exposed really quickly, and you get put up against people like myself. And that's a big contrast to what you're from. If you'd like to find out more about what Ricky Starks had to say, about WWE stars coming into AEW. Ryan Clark has more information trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Sanjay Dutt reveals Tony Khan's pitch to have him be paired with Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh. Now, during a recent appearance on AEW's Unrestricted Podcast, AEW coach Sanjay Dutt commented on Tony Khan's original pitch for his on-screen pairing with Jay Lethal and the future Satnam Singh. Now, on Tony Khan's pitch for the idea of them being paired with Jay Lethal, Dutt would go on to say the following. Tony Khan came up to me and he had this idea. I guess it's no secret to him and a lot of other people backstage that Jay Lethal and I are best friends. We've been best friends for 20 years. And when I say best friends, I mean Thanksgiving, Christmas, vacations. He's family. Tony says, I got an idea. I want to try to link you and Jay Lethal together on television. And then he drops Satnam's bomb on us. Since I stopped wrestling, I was very adamant that my future was not in front of the camera. I refused those roles in previous companies. I was very fulfilled and I'm very fulfilled with what I do backstage and cultivate talent and helping them in between the ropes. That's where I truly felt like I excelled the last five plus years. So when Tony made the idea to me, I was kind of hesitant, but then he dropped, hey, you get to work with Jay on camera. It was a quick yes, being on camera and working so closely with my best friend. I mean, I can't write a better story. It's truly like a dream come true to be out there with Jay. If you'd like to hear what he said about working with Satnam Singh, continue following eWrestling News as more information will be coming, and this article is trending right now by Ryan Clark. Once again, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast for everything that's happening in the world of professional wrestling. Headlines is a daily podcast where you can get all of your information about everything that's happening in the world of wrestling so you don't have to go scouring over various wrestling websites and social media. We like to make sure that everything is here in a comprehensive, easy-to-listen-to podcast, whether you're traveling, training, or just killing some time. Once again, this is your one-stop shop stop. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, Monday, July the 18th, 2022. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of